I'm doing better on the legal gambling book than I am doing on the illegal gambling book. It's weird. That's strange. Yeah, it's really fucking weird because like I'm kind of I'm I don't want to say I'm totally betting the same things because there are more things offered on the legal book than on the illegal book, but it, it's just weird. I, I I don't know. Am I allowed I to know. leave in the part about the illegal book? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I don't give a shit. I'm just trying to I'm trying to see you you're you've you've struck in yourself as a very like down the middle co-host in the first season <laughs> here. So I didn't no, know I'm, if you listen, wanted I'm, to protect your image yeah. at this point in time. Like I know that you're a fucking degenerate. You yeah, know? but there are people like, out there that do cocaine and cocaine is illegal, so you know, like I mean cannabis is also illegal in some places still in your stupid fucking country. Yeah, but not in the one I'm living in currently, so that's all right. And planning a trip to Colorado in February where it's all fun and legal, and I intend on going to see a Denver Nuggets game, doing some skiing. It's going to be a good fucking time, and I'm going to be high as shit the entire time. Yeah, that uh, that sounds like a good time. Damn right. I've only been once and I only spent a night and a half there. Saw Wu-Tang. was really dope. But wifey's never been, so it's going to be kind of a very new experience for the two of us, especially for the two of us together. So I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. I, I see you. I see you. Interesting. Interesting. February is a very bizarre time. It uh, It's kind of fucking cold at that time. I'm not sure if you're aware of this at all. No, we are. We are. She's going to see snow for the first time. Oh, wow. We're going on, val- we're going on Valentine's week. She's yeah, she's never been to a cold region of the earth ever. She's only been to warm places, Puerto Rico, Brazil. Uh, I don't know. I think she's been in New Orleans, but anyway. You know what, yeah. man? I think you should just, um, I think you, uh, fuck it. Like, why don't, the money is worth like 25% more basically right now. I think the exchange rate's like pretty gnarly. You should just come to Canada. Fuck it. We, we would, but the problem is she didn't get her can- her passport updated with her new last name. So, and with how this country works, getting a passport takes fucking forever. So that's, uh, we're, we're both to blame for that. I should have reminded her and she should have been on that. And she had mentioned it before. So whatever. It's okay. The flights are free. Southwest is uh, hooking us up. We want a little contest. So. Oh, okay. Okay. That, uh, that pays off then. That's for sure. Oh, uh, mm. welcome to another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. Maybe we should like get to that uh, by the time we just uh, banter in a way here. Jesus fucking Christ. Week 13 uh, has just passed us. Kids, we're a little bit late. That is what it is. You know, just one day, don't kill us. It's not like we've never been late here on the uh, Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast before. It's a, it's, a, it's a thing, so don't worry about it, folks. But we have your reaction. You're never listening to us for waiver pickups anyway. That's fucking fine. This is an important, uh, this is a really fucking super important week, uh, actually, for a lot of folks. I'm in a situation where I have uh, I have six of eight leagues I'm going to be making the playoffs in. That's uh, 100% guaranteed. Well, no. I have two situations that I got winning ins. So I have currently qualified for half of my leagues, four of eight. And I have the opportunity, a very strong opportunity here, winning in, and, and one of them is actually a loss in, in, given some other things. But do you know in the, the research and development league that we have there, did you notice that there is one playoff spot that is clinched and everything else is up for grabs going into the final week? 
It's the uh, the league that, that I jumped in halfway through the season. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely one of those teams that's fighting to get in. Yep. Absolutely <laughs> um, amazing. It's kind of cool. I fell into a really good, uh, really good roster there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's the one that I'm on the bubble with two of them. I'm definitely in. And then I'm pretty sure in armchair, I'm, I think with the loss this week, I'm yeah. out. Um, yeah. I think I, I missed it. Like that I really, think I really needed this one and then would have needed another win, but whatever, yes. man, Correct. just another year, <laughs> just one of these days off. Yeah, what? Yeah. these years I'll get in. I, right. I mean, I'm successful everywhere else, but this fucking league. It's hilarious. Like it, it kills me. <laughs> yeah, and just to reiterate too, the R and D league. What we're talking about here is I have a league that has the exact same scoring settings. We have one positional change, and it's amazing the difference. One of them has one playoff spot secured. The other one has five of six. And so, yeah. very man, I'm really interested. This is is cool to watch. Uh, to me, that's why. Yeah, that's why I love doing the podcast so much. There's more than one way to skin a cat, folks. You don't yeah, have sure. to have all this crazy, heavy stat analysis that makes you fucking overthink things. You can just have two normal human beings just hanging out, talking about football. And number one, you're going to be winning in fantasy this year if you've listened to the shit that we've said. Number two, you've won money with us if you actually been listening to. I mean, what I've been saying, anyways. Yeah, uh, for sure. you know, I'm you can cherry pick year. Jerry, but I mean, there is still <laughs> at least one of us. You will be, you will be winning money. So I don't know. I think it just goes to show again. There's more than one way to uh, to skin a cat here, and I'm uh, I'm proud of how we're doing it there, Jerry. I really am. I I agree. It's been a great year, and. and we we've only got uh, what five more weeks of the regular season to go, so it, it's winding down, and then we get to start talking about playoffs and Super Bowl and all that. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a good end to the season, of course. Let's go. God damn. It's a weird tap on the can, isn't it, Jerry? Yeah, oh. I, I really couldn't hear anything, unfortunately. I'm sorry. But yeah. uh, I see Jones, and it's, is it amber or orange? It's orange. It's okay. a soda. I am doing oh, okay. something that we have never done here on the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. I am not going to be consuming any alcohol during this one. I am going to be consuming, uh, I believe it must be only be Canadian here. We got the Jones Cane Sugar Soda. This is a staple up here in Kanakistan. Um, it just, it's just always this basic, weird black and white images that are always on it. They're always different. And then on the inside of all the bottle caps, there's random phrases. And they're always like quite nice, like this one. This one says, you are gorgeous. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's uplifting. I feel great. It's the orange and cream soda from the Jones family. And uh, no, fuck me. This is American, bro. Jones Soda Co. Uh, Made Seattle, Washington, the Pacific Northwest. Look at that. That means every now and then there's going to be a bottle cap that's going to be mean to you. You're going to flip it and you're going to look at it like, oh, my God, what's it going to say? It's going to be like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Wow. That's... uh, Wow, that's that's vicious, Jerry. Ooh, that's good. It's like the time when Dick Cheney was working as a Walmart greeter. 
Remember that on Family Guy? Go fuck yourself. Oh yeah. Go fuck yourself. Fucking go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that was great. What uh, what can go fuck ourselves uh, this week that happened to all of us in fantasy football is the uh, quarterback injuries or the fallout of there. Um, talk about being in a really tough position, uh, being on bye, not being able to start some you know pretty serious quarterbacks. Uh, we had Lamar Jackson, Ugh. Justin Fields. Woo, baby. Justin Fields. Uh, we also had the... Uh, uh, I mean, if you're still starting the Raiders quarterback, maybe that's not such a good thing. Uh, but I know people were starting Josh Dobbs and definitely people starting uh, Mr. Allen. No one's starting DeVito, you know what I mean? But there was a yeah. lot of there was a lot of quarterbacks that were, you know, number some one Saquon on by. Hey? There's some Saquon owners. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just focusing on quarterbacks right now. You just calm down over there. Uh, because the follow to this was you were scrambling to find quarterbacks this week. You may have started, you know, Geno Smith, who dropped a fucking 38 bomb on a lot of people. That was fucking outrageous. You might have started Jordan Love, who actually put up almost the 30 points as well. You also probably still rolling with Matt Stafford, who also put up a respectable 25 points, depending on the scoring in your league. We had Joe fucking... Flacco kids absolutely throwing darts for the Cleveland Browns. We're going to talk about that one just a little bit later, possibly as well. And just the worst part is that you had, you were probably happy you had Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Well, that didn't end so well. Trevor Lawrence has a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out at least this coming week. High ankle sprain probably going to mean the rest of the fantasy football world uh, for people. So that's a bummer. Uh, Kenny Pickett is gone. Uh, He's going to be gone for the rest of the season, which means the Mitchell Trubisky show has taken over in Steeler Town, which is definitely a downgrade for Mr. Pickens. (sighs) I just... What an outrageous week for quarterbacks, Jerry. What 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 do we what do you do if you're a, a Trevor Lawrence owner now? I mean, you got some quarterbacks coming back, but uh, what uh, what is the play for quarterbacks moving forward here? Now that we're moving into uh, a one and in for playoffs, you know we're we're getting into it here. Do your best Joffrey impression from uh, from uh, what is it uh, Game of Thrones? Open the window and just fall out of it. Because you're done, son. <laughs> you're done. You are so done. And it's by no fault of your own. You you haven't done anything. I mean, but at this time of year, there's a chance that you're one of those people that may have some depth, may have some bench space. You may have a quarterback just sitting there like myself. Yeah, I know somebody Fair. who has Joe Burrow and Anthony Richardson. Well, see, that sucks. Like, that's like the worst luck ever and that wasn't a bad draft strategy you would think that person went after burrow first and probably grabbed anthony richardson oh, there was that beautiful snag yeah. to get richardson at the right. back side of the draft just hanging that's out just, there that's and just fucking... bad luck but like in, in my case like i've got um tua he's fine but i've got russ on the bench well to a fucking bomb this week i forgot to put that in the notes where we were talking about this to a bomb if what do you uh, 19 I'm, he didn't even score 20 points he didn't even score okay. 20 fucking 
I get all of that, but all I'm saying is at least he's at least he's a healthy, serviceable quarterback. So yeah, it, you could just hope you could just hope you have depth. But if if like you were starting Kenny Pickett, like man, you were you were out of it already. All right, yeah, Kenny. Like, I'm just saying, but Kenny Pickett's is that's like just he's gone, but he is for some reason Pickens. George Pickens' productivity is way higher with Pickett at quarterback. Trubisky Absolutely, is alive, so that's why that's why I'm picking that one out. I'm not necessarily yeah. If you if you're starting Kenny Pickett, we have other issues that we need to talk about. Yeah. Even in a two quarterback league, God bless you. But yeah, it's but like for for example, here, here's another example. We thought that Jamar Chase was finished, and then last night, oh baby, Jamar Chase goes off. You know, he he has a he, so. It's it's really different in in so many situations. I, according, obviously, with the game, with the team, and all that shit, you know, it, it you don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, if you have a, a like if you have a superstar like a Chase on the outside, and a, a guy who can at least get it to him, all right, that's gonna work out. But like, if you got a guy like on the Jets or something, where like this quarterback carousel that's going on over there, I'm sure we're talking about that later. It, it's just. You know, it's 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 a mess. So it's it's. I was it's talking about that now. Rippin, they just signed Brett Rippin or whatever. The yeah, fuck. yeah, like, and got rid of Boyle. Man, didn't Rippin and Simeon play together in Denver? I thought they like did. It, it, I thought I they did at some time. I swear to God, him and Drew Locke were. I thought it was Locke, Simeon, and that fucking. What a. <laughs> what? I think it has everything to do with Hackett. It has everything to do with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like it's it's deeper than what. Aaron the Rogers. news is reporting. Trust me when I tell you all this. Like the whole reason why this shit is going down over there, it's it's Aaron Rodgers is the little puppet master in the back. Because like the 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 fact that they've been fucking over good old Zach Wilson the way they have, and 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 not to defend him like he's good, but like now they're like, oh man, we 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 want you to be our quarterback again after we benched you and fucked you over and put you in every bad situation ever even though you suck as a quarterback but we continue you know, like, to embarrass where's you where's Aaron Rodgers he's only been on the sidelines once he's supposed to be mentoring this kid where's Aaron Rodgers where's Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be mentoring this kid because who the fuck was That's supposed to mentor point. him before who was ever on the Jets before that was supposed to mentor this Wilson kid and again not saying he's been doing well but there's we've seen this with Trevor Lawrence Trevor Lawrence is a completely different quarterback under Doug Peterson so you, you, these young quarterbacks need that assistance. I just, I agree. I know. I don't think I don't think Aaron Rodgers is really giving it to him. I think he. I think it's being painted that way. Uh, I, is it though? I just, is it being painted that way? I have not heard of any. I mean, no one's talking about this because how dare the fucking anybody you know shit talk the saint that is Aaron Rodgers? But this is a fucked up <laughs> fantasy football podcast. So fuck you, Rodgers. Like, get your fucking uh, shit together. And just go fucking mentor the kid, you lazy son of a bitch. Like just, he just sounds so insincere this morning on Pat McAfee. I didn't even listen to it because I can't stand his voice. He's annoying. Well, they were live. They, you know, because Pat, Pat was in New York, and they had like the ESPN studios right there on the the Riverwalk or whatever. Yeah, uh, the Heineken deck, and Aaron Rodgers was there, and he's like, yeah, I just think that. You know what they said, or who, so some people are sources and some aren't, and their purpose, and he starts going into that. He's like, someone's painting a picture that Zach, like it could totally be a character assassination, and they're totally like making him look bad when you know he's a competitor, and if he had the opportunity, he'd want to play. What if the kid really said, you know, you guys have been fucking dragging me along for so long. I, you've been friend zoning the shit out of me, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I've had enough. Fuck you. I don't want to play. What if that's, that's the truth? I'm down with that. 
You know what I mean? So like, like why, why wouldn't he say something? In like his that? situation, I'm down with that. Maybe with somebody else, it wouldn't be. But in his situation, I don't. Could, that it makes sense to me. It's the Jets, man. They're dysfunctional as fuck. Exactly. That's my whole point. I'm sorry that we like got off got off track, but no, that's you know, fine. It, it it's it just looks it just looks way too like just cookie cutter. You know what I mean? Like it, it just looks so perfectly just here it is. This is what it is. He doesn't want to play and now he's a bad guy. Now they're gonna try and spin it and say, No, no, he's not really a bad guy. He's not really a bad guy. No, you guys have been fucking him over since Aaron Rodgers came along. Aaron Rodgers probably didn't. He was like, hey, kid, yeah, don't worry. I'm going to teach you a couple of things. Yeah. Just just watch me. And then pop Achilles, done. You know, like the football gods have a way of, of balancing things out. Yes, they do. How about them Cowboys? Cowboys 41, Seattle Seahawks 35. We fucking roll. That's what I'm calling this one. You can frame it how you want to. That's fine. Dak Prescott, 29 for 41, 299 yards, three touchdowns. Tony Pollard, 20 carries, 68 yards, a touchdown. C, D, Lamb, 12 receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks is on fire, kids. The only other thing... That was more on fire under than Brandon Cooks this week. Uh, could have been the Denver Broncos of the continued winning streak. Brandon Cooks, four receptions for 45 yards and the touchdown. All right. There's uh, this. This annoys me because uh, I'm going just I'm getting it out there right now. We're going in. Look <laughs> to all the fucking people. Uh, Jason Luck and Fora, uh, one who I'm calling out, you son of a bitch. Uh, thinking that this game reminds you of the same old Cowboys and how they always look like they're going to... Ch- we won the game, dumbass. We won the fucking game. Did you see the scoreboard? Did you see the scoreboard, Mr. Lock? Uh, clearly not, because you're an idiot. We won the game, my boy. Sure, did we have a little bit of a tough time in that first half? Yeah, but again, this is why I wasn't scared. When that moron from fucking work was texting me and started to go cashing in your fucking bets before they were fucking done. We showed character in this game. We came through in this game. Much to my surprise, let me add, there, it takes a set of coconuts to get lit up the way Mr. Bland did and still have an interception to a bananas interception in the second half after being just absolutely outclassed in that first half that takes guts and i think that really inspired the dallas cowboys to lay 21 points in that second half and come back and win that game i as a cowboys fan and a very skeptical one as somebody who had the opportunity to draft cd lamb in several drafts and i passed up every single opportunity to with the opportunity to take Dak, I passed up every single opportunity to. I didn't want to have anything to do with my Dallas Cowboys this year whatsoever. And that is a mistake uh, in fantasy football this year. It's definitely been paying off. Everybody who has this stack to, that I have seen has been averaging a bananas amount of points every single week. There's only been a couple of down weeks, and even the down weeks were you know not really so terrible when you look at other people's down weeks. So... The Cowboys are on it. They're on a mission, and the next four weeks is their most difficult uh, schedule for the rest of the season by a mile. And this, my friends, uh, separates the men from the boys uh, is how this goes. We get to play the Eagles, the Bills, 
and the Dolphins all in a row. And we also get to, uh, of course, cap that off uh, with a wonderful uh, visit to with Detroit and Washington. So we, you know, I like the last one, but our next four games are just going to be, they're going to be bangers. So I'm looking forward to see what cones we can show in the next four weeks. We really need to win against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night. But I see this game as a strong positive. That is my rant. Thank you very much. <laughs> my turn? Oh, yeah, let's go. All right. So um, first and foremost, I'll start with the positive. Yeah, the, the, they, they really, really showed a set of nuts. They showed up, man, after not showing up. Uh, they they looked absolutely lost in that first half. One of those like, oh, you're getting hyped up. Here comes the letdown game type of scenarios. It, it, like it was it was oh, unfolding 100%. right before yep. our eyes. Oh yeah, and it was crazy. I mean, the fact that DK went off the way he did, and here comes a negative: the defense giving up two rushing touchdowns, one to Gino, one to Charbonnet. Um, but to give up three touchdowns to DK in that first half, you could totally tell there was something going on there, and. Yeah, the, the Seattle the Seattle Seahawks figured out who the fuck DK Metcalf was all of a sudden this yeah, year. Yeah, well, of course. The guy is a uh, is a man child, and you, they they just yeah. figured out how to release the ball within two seconds from snap time to a six foot four, two hundred and forty foot man child that can run almost as fast as Tyreek Hill, if not faster. Fuck me. Anyway, sorry, Dan. <laughs> I mean, can this no? Listen. You, you are 138% right. Like it's wild um, to the, to the thing that you said about uh, you, you regret not drafting Cowboys. Dude, you didn't draft with your heart. You, you drafted smart. Okay. That's that. You're, you're no, I should have taken CD lamb. I should have definitely taken CD lamb. That's like, cause he was already good last year and I should have taken him this year. I, for I sure. get it. I get it, but whatever told you not to do it or whatever your decision was, live with that shit. Like that's No, but like in one draft, one draft I took Devonta Smith over CD Lamb. That was a definite wrong decision. That's okay. a wrong decision. That I one mean, per- That's what I thought about when I said that. I thought of that one in particular where okay. if you looked at it I like mean, even by draft position and where people were going last year, I just had CD Lamb on my DND and I didn't take him. I, but I, I was right there with you. I said at the beginning of the season as well. I, I felt like Brandon Cooks was going to take a chunk, a huge chunk out of his production. I didn't and think that hasn't chunk, been the case. Though. Brandon Cooks is still eating too. Yeah, for sure. But CD Lamb is just a monster, and it showed. It showed you should yeah, have taken yeah, CD Lamb yeah. over Devonta Smith for sure. I mean, I listen. I respect you saying you know you made a mistake or whatever, but I, I don't. I think you're being a little too hard on yourself on that one. I, I yeah. The Devonta Smith, okay, yeah, that's that's probably not not the move, but still, man, like that's the one thing we have to like make sure we make clear with people. Like, don't draft, don't bet, don't do anything with your heart, man. Use your mind, use your fucking big fat brain or your little pea brain, whatever you have, you know, use it and look at the numbers, look at the you know, look at the trends, look at the strengths, the weaknesses. Like, get get your you know information right before you make these decisions. You know, don't just just do them because you heard somebody. Just, oh yeah, that's what you gotta do. Like, I like no, uh, I like how we're getting into, that shit up with some info. I like how we're getting into the uh, 2024 uh, pre-draft episode already. That's good. <laughs> I mean, but otherwise, huge game coming up for you guys, man. You, you like 
and the Eagles are like back against the wall right now. They're they're in trouble. They're in big trouble. I mean, they went and signed Shaq Leonard. Um, that could be helpful to them. I mean, at least with a guy like that. And he visited scheme, with us I feel first. Like won't mean a lot. He, he visited he with just us needs first. To get out there and tackle. He visited with us first. We could have had him. No, I know. We didn't. Oh, get no, him. I know that, but I, I think he wasn't happy with the contract or whatever they whatever the offer was, and he walked away. They said they didn't um, talk about money. Well, well, I don't know. Whatever it was, so he's going to go out there like a madman or whatever. But that doesn't mean shit to me. I I honestly think you guys are looking good coming into this game. It is in Dallas, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um. Everything is definitely working out in your favor. Momentum, the narrative, all that shit, which is setting it, setting it up perfectly for the Eagles to go in there and win this game. But then again, that's exactly what I thought last week with uh, the Niners coming to town and the Niners just dog walked the shit out of them. So um, it's, it, you know, sometimes it, it, it's just as simple as what you actually see in front of you with your own two eyes instead of trying to read into it and figure it out and, you know, try and try and guess the narrative. I've said this before, man. The Eagles are not that good. And I get a lot of flack for this, and that's totally fine. But their secondary is not good. They are atrocious. They give up a lot of penalties. They have bad technique over there. They get beat on a lot of plays. Their front seven is one of the nastiest in football. Sure. I don't don't think saying they're not that good is accurate. I, I think... They have deficiencies. I think they have weaknesses, and I think that they've gotten lucky a lot. I, I, I I'd feel more comfortable saying that. I think they're a good football team, and I do think that the injuries that they're currently dealing with are playing a major factor into why they're kind of having a hard time. No. At the end of the day, going into the playoffs, they're going to be a tough out no matter what. But it's all a matter of like who's going to be healthy at the right time. Like, like we're coming into that, that, that point of the year where health is going to be everything where you need your guys there. I mean, you saw the way the Niners just beat the shit out of the Eagles. They had their whole team. Everybody was there. They beat the fuck out of the Eagles. And, and it was also personal, you know, because of last year. I just think that I say that because again, I feel strongly that the NFC is not that good this year. And then the Super Bowl winner is a hundred burner set going to come out of the AFC when there's three to potentially four teams that are better than the Eagles and the AFC right out of the gate. They're bad in comparison. You should not have, there should not be a clear cut three teams that are better in another conference. And it should be more to be honest with you. There's been a couple injuries in there. I mean, the bills are six and six. But, like, the Dolphins and Ravens for sure are better than the Eagles, I think, through and through. And I know the Eagles beat the Dolphins. I keep hearing about this over and over again, but the Dolphins are not fully healthy. They did not have their full – like, they got back Jalen Ramsey and Javon Holland, and that was a huge addition for them. That has helped out their secondary immensely. They had a rough first game. But, like, I just – yeah, that's why I'm very – I'm strongly set on that one for sure. And I don't, I don't, I don't think you have, uh, like, you're wrong in any kind of way. Like, it, it just, it, it's to be seen. You know, right now the Eagles are down, and everybody else is getting up. So I still think the Eagles are are one of the three best teams. I think they're the third best team in the NFC right now. I think it's it's Niners, Cowboys, and then Eagles currently, currently. Now we will find out for sure about two and three on Sunday, but I think the clear cut darling of the NFC right now is the Niners just based on what they've just done 
And there's really no, I don't think there's any argument about that. And then everybody else is just like, oh yeah, we wish we were at the party. Like Detroit's going to wish they were at the party and they're going to fall short. Niners, Cowboys, Lions, Eagles. Well, you like the Lions better than the Eagles even? For sure. They're definitely a more, like they're, they're, they're a way gonna, more well-rounded it's, team. It's gonna be, I think, yes, I, Right now, yeah, they're probably, but Dude, I, I that think running that back combination is is nasty, and it's it man, they're fucking they're look, they got the Detroit Lions have two points less than the Eagles scored, and two points less against that they mm-hmm. are they are dead on, they are fucking dead on, so I don't yeah, know numbers aren't gonna lie, <laughs> yeah. numbers will never lie. I just. Yeah, I I just yeah, and I think the way the Lions are rolling right now, they're just in a better position. So I put them, you know, that's they're kinda, getting back on track. That's where I see it. So no, they 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 had a they had a rough like the, after that Thanksgiving game, they were kind of like hobbling, and they yeah they figured it out. Although they shouldn't have let New Orleans back in that game the way they did. There was a lot of just like I don't know, it seemed like there was some complacency going on there. Um, well, of course, you kind of get into a lull yeah. when the team is that bad and boring. The Saints are. Garbage. Yeah, that was a really yeah. shit fucking. Yeah, it's overrated. That was easily one of the worst games that we had to be subjected to on red zone. I think that was just, yeah, it just it didn't. I don't know. It just it, it somehow I mean... came and made it close. <laughs> like if you look at the final score, you'd think that's a wild take. But if you actually watched, like, what was it, twenty-one nothing or something? It's like eighteen, like thirteen minutes in the first quarter left. Something like that. It was crazy. So, yeah, I just well, you and I, I <laughs> you and I did go back and forth about the the, the the most gruesome injury of the day. Oh my god! <laughs> this is the only reason that you wanted to bring up the fucking Saints game, you prick. <laughs> I didn't realize okay. what I was getting into was, when you said that, leg, but yeah, his leg was bent the wrong way. Yeah, man, that poor sideline guy. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if anyone has like gone on the internet to go find that, like. Yeah, it's more fucked up than this podcast. Like, that dude's leg was 90 degrees. And then, I like, yeah, just like Kamara just walks over and kind of does this little, like, you know, check mm-hmm. check in. And then goes to kind of, like, take a second. He's like, nah, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. And just, like, yeah. walks away from the dude. And I'm like, oh, man. You know, I, think, I think he said, oh, let me check out. Oh, man, his leg's bad. I'm out. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. He's like, I can't do nothing for this dude. Like, he needs to get an ambulance. screaming bloody murder. He's like, ah! Oh yeah, he, scream, he was screaming death on the yeah. ground while his leg is like his toes, his heel is pointing like hilarious, like straight to south wherever he was. Like it's pointing the opposite direction of his nose. Like it's just like it was just gross. Like oh, oh god. I mean, I really do appreciate you. Uh, you know, since this is a, an audio format, a podcast, the, the visual description I'm sure has just everybody. Uh, Everybody leaning in, ready for the next uh, part of it. God, you're such a fucking asshole, Derry. Thanks, I can be. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's uh, it's solid. Good for my people. Miami Dolphins 45 and the Washington Commanders 15. Tunga Tua via Vaihue Veloa did nothing. I was so excited as soon as he threw that past the Tyreek Hill. And then, I don't know if I mentioned, he did nothing. Didn't even get me 20 fucking points. Thanks for sitting on my bench all year long behind Josh Allen to do 
nothing. Um, so that uh, Devon A Chain guy, what uh, what do you do about him? You put him in your flex every day or every week if you have him. What if you have Raheem Mostert and Devon A Chain? You can play them both. It's not a bad idea. Tyree killed five receptions, 157 yards, and two touchdowns on seven targets. Um, yeah, like he's going to get 2,000 yards, right? I want him to so bad. I want him to win MVP so bad. I've, I've never rooted more for a uh, for a guy to get MVP than, than Tyreek this year. I'm sick of the fucking QB award. Like, give it to a dude who's going out there and just crushing all the time. Yeah. And like not because he's a quarterback, because he is the absolute best at what he does. You know, like what, what quarterback this year is the absolute best this year, this year alone, the absolute best at what he does. Is it, is there one guy? It's not at what he does though. It's to the, it's to a team though. It's who's no, the I most, understand right? that, but the NFL, but the NFL yeah. likes to say like, because if, if it wasn't, for the quarterback, then, you know, the the team wouldn't be winning. So, like, you have to be the best at what you do for that to happen. So, Tyreek, he's got a quarterback that can get him the ball, thankfully. Like, he's he's just – and he makes it look so easy, whether it's an underthrown ball, a perfectly thrown ball, a slightly overthrown ball. Like, he just gets it every single time. If it's underthrown, you see – like, we saw the first touchdown – the three DBs look like they're converging on him and they're about to, like, they could potentially get him. And he just slides right through it simply, like, with, with no effort at all. He's just like, yeah, I'm gone. And then the second one is just in the right spot, in stride, like, yeah. And then when he throws up the peace sign, like, it's him shitting on you. Like, it, it's, yes. And and for 2K, we want him to get the 2K. Like, hashtag Tyreek for 2K or 2K Tyreek. I don't give a shit. Just get that 2K Tyreek and get that MVP. I think it's close. There's, um, I think there's some argument to be made for uh, Brock Purdy. I think there's some argument to argument to be made for uh, Dak Prescott. I think there uh, is potentially some argument to be made for uh, Jalen Tush Push Hurts. I mean, there's I mean, there's a few different people where, like, they're MVPs, you know, to their actual teams. And then, I mean, the Micah Parsons is just bucking out. Like, obviously, he's, like, defensive, play, but, I mean, like, he's just, I know he's been, I guess, maybe hasn't hit in the sacks like he is, but he is still outrageous. Like, it's just, you know. You have to. Maybe, when, maybe when Miles to... Garrett also. Miles Garrett has had a nasty fucking season for Cleveland. Like he's just almost single handedly been just running house. Um, I don't know. When, I think there's quite a few MVP. Player, I think the MVP thing is really wide open this year, is what I'm trying to say. It's, yeah, it's, it's more wide open than it has been in past years. But like, uh, as you were saying about those two defensive players, when you have to build a game plan around a certain player or play style, that that tells you something, and to the cheetahs' defense, even more, uh, they're they're like, what's the game plan to stop him? <laughs> like, how do you stop Tyree? Oh well, you double team him, and then you get one guy to try to jam him on the line, and then you have one guy over the top hoping to God that he doesn't outrun that one. 
<laughs> Hoping to God. That's, yeah, that's all it is. Because he only the, the, the quarterback in reality. Rhythm. If you have an effective pass rush, you only have like three, maybe four seconds, best case scenario. We'll say three. So <laughs> you want to, if you, you know, if you say hut and that one second is where you jam him and he's not moving because you can jam at the line. So that instantly gives you one second. So he's got another, it's basically in that one second where he can get that freedom where in that one second, you know that he's going to beat that fucking next guy and you're screwed. Or that one second is where he's going to hold him down and make sure that he isn't going to outrun him. And so that's kind of how, how I've seen other, that's how a few teams, because all of a sudden he goes off and then they stop or he stops, he slows down a little bit. And that's kind of seemingly how they're doing it. They're getting that lock. They're getting the jam in the beginning and then just kind of effectively getting a little bit of pressure or flushing the quarterback out to the other side where it takes a little bit. You know, that's why also the plays are so ridiculous because in two rolls and all of a sudden he's throwing across the field and it's like, oh, well, that's why Tyree Kill is, you know, free across the field because they've tried to force two away and he ends up rolling back and throwing it across. So, And that's just only one way to hope to stop that, man. Yeah. Because, that I mean, that's just talking about trying to stop him from taking the top off, not the short, not the intermediate. <laughs> like, And that's the thing. That, that's the thing about a guy. Well, like if you this. jam like, him, the short is gone. Yes and no, because if the play breaks up or whatever, and he's just kind of like trying to like look for like, hey, man, open, man, open type of thing, he can still create. You know what I mean? Like if he has a little bit of a pocket and just a little bit of space, his acceleration is so insane that if there's any daylight, there's a chance he's going to take off. You know what I mean? So it's it's probably every every defensive coordinator's nightmare to try and game plan for this yes. guy is what I'm saying. 100%. No different than it's an absolute offensive coordinator's nightmare or, or an offensive line coach specifically to have to game plan for Michael Parsons or, or miles Garrett. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what MVP is. I feel like in the past as even not, maybe not so much last year, but before that, it's always been about numbers. Who's putting up the numbers. Who's got the most touchdowns. Who's got this, who's got that. Like, to your point earlier, it seems like the award is finally going to the guy who deserves it because it wasn't like Patrick Mahomes put up astronomical numbers that he hadn't put up in the past last year when he won it. But it was a quiet MVP run where he didn't have as many weapons and didn't have all the things he's had in the past, and he made it work, and he went out there and fucking won another Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So uh, that's that, that like that's the way I think the MVP award should be awarded. It should be a, awarded to the player who's meant the most not only to his team but has significantly risen above his competition and is just killing it and damn near like matchup proof or an absolute matchup nightmare. Possibly over the last 10 years, the uh, MVP question mark right here, Mike Evans uh, makes NFL history Dude. with his 10th straight 1,000-yard season. Um, man, he is fucking awesome. Like, just, I thought he was done a couple of years ago, and he like just gets 1,000 yards out of nowhere and then just does it a few weeks early this year. Wow. Just Wow, he's awesome. What a nightmare. I have no idea how to cover that dude. He is so long. He just, and he, he catches every, he run, man, nasty. You just have nasty. to put it near him. He's getting it. 
and 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 keep in mind, and I think I've said this before. If I hadn't, then I was talking about T. Higgins. But there's a chance that Mike Evans could go to a team like KC. He's a free agent, and he could go for a, a friendly deal because he wants to go win and go and and imagine a Patrick Mahomes to Mike Evans. Good lord, like. I mean, it's not like that guy hasn't made money already. He's going to be at the point in his career where he's going to be like, I, I want a fucking ring. I'm sick of this shit. You know, I want to go out. I want to go somewhere where I've got a quarterback that's the the absolute fucking alpha, the man, and and can get me the goddamn ball. And I don't have to worry about this dumb shit and that and whatever. And some guy who's like five foot six trying to throw me the ball. You know what I mean? So. Watch out for that, but congratulations to Mike Evans. He's he's absolutely phenomenal, man, and and a class act. He ne- he's never run his mouth. He just goes out and balls. He just plays ball. Love it. He's just like Keenan Allen. They're, they're the same kind of guy. Asked about his contract uh, status. I don't know. Um, the Panthers coaching uh, change that worked well. <laughs> you know what's really cool. They're tanking for the Bears right now. I know. It's, it is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. You know, in the life. Bears are going to have two picks in the top six, potentially top four, five right now. Do you do? Could be, do could be three. <laughs> Man. <sighs> yeah. Um, it's, by the way, the San Diego Superchargers uh, scored six points. Uh, count them, kids, six. Why is everybody talking about picking up Ezekiel Elliott on the waiver wire this week? And I like, he's a number one recommended back in like all these fucking lists that I've been seeing. And this, this is just why I laugh at all these other I know no offense to the established fantasy people out there, but y'all kill me when you do shit like this. Like, are we really going to fucking go there? No, that's just, People are trying to win right now. We're not going to be taking Ezekiel Elliott kids. No, don't be doing that. Don't be, don't be doing you, that. You have to be like dead broke. No other choices. Like you're, you, you're just, your life is fucked. Like you're going to die if you don't pick him up. That's the only way you pick him up. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Um, lastly, uh, before we get the fuck out of here, uh, the Niners are weird, though. Like, that being said, like, I know we kind of covered it earlier and that they rolled. Uh, but just, like, can they play consistent, for Christ's sake? That's, like, the one thing that's just completely killing them, I think. And I think, again, this is the problem of the NFC. Like, sometimes the Eagles are good. Sometimes the Cowboys are good. Sometimes the Niners are good. Surprise! We're going to randomly lose to the Commanders. Or, like, <laughs> insert stupid fucking loss here, right? So... I just, I consistency is what I'm asking for at the San Francisco 49ers, and that's what hasn't really sold, uh, sold me on them. Um, yeah, I just, it's, you, fuck after the, that, yeah, I after that three game losing streak, nah. they've they've really like gotten back to kind of how they started the season though. They they're playing just good, solid football, not making a lot of mistakes. Good defense, running the ball. Like they they rushed for 146 yards against the Eagles. Uh, not that, that the Eagles are like some I, I think people overrate their defense. Um, but 
they usually have a pretty good front. Linebackers aren't bad. 146 yards is still 146 yards, you know, and Brock Purdy threw for over 300 on him. Four touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. You know, I, and and the mention of Brock Purdy as MVP, I, I, I love it and I hate it. And I won't get into it, but it, it's pretty clear. I, just for the record, I uh, yeah, I don't necessarily support that one. I just, I've heard the argument being made from several I, different people, and so I just want—I wanted to put that one just out there. Yeah, and I, and I get it. I get it. I, I'm on the fence about it because, like, I think the only way he can win it is if the Niners end up being like the best record in the NFL or something like that. Because, like, it's not like he's putting up like crazy wild numbers and. You know, he's proven, as we've discussed in the past, if he doesn't have his his toys, he's not that great. So, you know, a guy like Patrick Mahomes is clearly more valuable because he can make more with less, you know. So and I'll, I'll leave that alone. But, I mean, they're, they're, the Niners, man, they're, they're, they're getting there. They're, they're starting to get, in that, to get that stride going. They're, they're cruising. They're going to they're gonna play your, your, your little She-Hawks. This weekend and um, probably go in there and wipe the floor with them, you know, Arizona after that, the Baltimore Ravens after that, the Washington Commanders and then the Los Angeles Rams, uh, which I think should be a challenging game for them as well. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I. uh, I don't think that there's good options like an actual good option to pick up on the waiver wire this week. Am I am I wrong on that? Am I totally missing? The only the only guy I think that and it's only for like one specific uh, owner out there. If if you have uh, DeAndre Swift, if Kenneth Gainwell is available, just yeah. you know, and you you have if you don't have any running back depth, go get him just to just be sure that you have someone that's going to suit up. Because you know Swift, I, I think it's a concussion or something. He's questionable. He's going through some things. Um, but just just to make sure you're, you're just watching your own back. I, I mean, this is the time where like don't risk it. Don't try and be like, oh, I I I, I think I'm smarter than the next guy. I'm gonna go get this guy because I think no. You need to you need to play smart and safe yeah. because it's crunch time, baby. Yeah, we were, in like, usually I kind of recommend at this time to make sure that you drop all your second quarterbacks, clean your roster spots out, drop your multiple defenses, but I don't think that's the, I don't think this year that is the strategy. I would be hanging on to a couple of quarterbacks just because there's actually probably none left just based on what has been going on out there. Uh, you know, the fluctuation has been unbelievable for quarterbacks this year, so I would be holding a second one I'm going to hold a couple of defenses because the matchups are beautiful moving forward on here for a couple of them. I've already scoped them out, picked them up last week in the leagues that matter. Socket, armchair. So I think I think that's how you play it this year. That's uh, going to be my recommendation for people who are trying to go and uh, win and in this week. Jerry, what's uh, your final recommendation for people? I, I agree with most of that. The, the multiple defense thing, I'm not, that's not my thing. I, I mean, if that's what you want to do, great. I, I totally understand, especially if you're more of a streamer style and, you know, you just like use your guy this week, you know, you're not going to use it again and get rid of it. Um, 
but yeah, definitely give yourself some depth at, at your key positions, you know, quarterback, especially if you've got a guy who you think could possibly get hurt because he puts himself in a position like I have a backup to Jalen Hurts because I like I feel like that guy could get hurt at any moment the way they play with that tush push and all that bullshit. And he has been dealing with a knee issue all year. So again, Tua, I've got Russ on that team. Tua's God. God, thank you for keeping him healthy this year, but anything could happen. So just make sure you have a backup plan for your heavy hitters, man, because we're, we're coming into it. And, and this is where we, we, we decide championships and where we get that money. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, much love appreciated, folks. Hopefully you got to who you claimed on the waiver wire. We will be back with our bets, picks, episode on Thursday as we usually do peace out later